0: it's Shalicia Harris, your host of Buzzworthy. I'm going to be sitting down with our unique guests, entrepreneurs, and passionate people to help tell their stories about problems they're solving and their unique solutions. Hey everyone, we have Ollie's Coffee Card today and their founders, Emily and Abdullah, which is really exciting for us because we're going to dive into their story because it's quite personal and we get to hear a lot about how they took a personal challenge and converted it into a business. And that's something we all experience on a day-to-day basis. We would love for something to be a little bit better than it is right now And they took that and they converted it into this really exciting company that you can get to experience this summer. So let's dive into their story. Emily and Abdullah, tell us a little bit more about you and your background and what led you to become
1: an entrepreneur? Um, Abdullah and myself were both students at McMaster University. And during the pandemic, we're we're big coffee people. We love coffee and it's kind of like our go-to all the time. Like we need caffeine, but what university student doesn't need caffeine all of the time? And we found ourselves always going to the beach here in Hamilton, Confederation Beach Park. And there's no coffee anywhere. There's only like burgers, hot dogs and pops. So I'm walking and I'm like, I really want iced coffee. Like I could really go with anything caffeinated. So we decided to be the little person that decides to serve coffee at the beach. And we went ahead and started a business doing just that. Wow, that's that's really impressive that you're just like, ah, uh, this is what I want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, can I have it now? And if I can't have, no one's gonna give it to me. I'm just gonna give it to myself. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. And what did both of you study in university? We'll start with you, Emily. I'm a social psychology major. Okay. Yeah.
2: And I'm currently an engineering student at McMaster.
0: So how do you think those two sort of career paths lined you up to become an entrepreneur? Do you think those were really great stepping stones? What are your thoughts about that so far?
1: Well, a lot of like what I study in social psychology is how people interact and why people behave the way they do. I feel like that really helps me with just like engaging with people at the cart. Like I feel like I took classes and how to talk to people. So it helps that little bit like better at socializing but still not really good at socializing yeah
2: and for me personally um i think all the engineering students could uh, could agree to this it just takes a lot of hard work and dedication and commitment to uh kind of the final like goal of getting your degree and working towards that um and i think like without the work ethic i kind of got from like studying I wouldn't have been able to do to start the business because it is like very challenging to have to start from like the ground up with a very little help.
0: Yeah. And I I'm excited to like have the audience hear a little bit more about the ingenuity behind how you guys actually develop the company from like an actual like concept and then bringing it into life and actually building parts of it um to to also bring it to life so let's start with the problem itself and dive a little bit more into that because i think you were set up for success and i love the way you looked at your experiences with um your program emily you You got that really social aspect of it, the understanding of people. And when you're doing sort of a face-to-face, business-to-consumer sort of business, you have to be able to relate. And interact with people really well so you're set up for success in that way which is really exciting to see and then for Abdullah like I think you touched on really core aspects of what it means to be an entrepreneur and it is that dedication it is that hard work and that perseverance to sort of go through things um, continually and make sure that you are reaching your goals at the end and I'm really excited to sort of dive into that more with you but let's get back to the process Problem. And let's talk about what that problem really meant to you, Emily. Um, so when you would go to Confederation Park before that, and you would be walking, and you'd really want an iced coffee, what what made you want that iced coffee? What was that initial driver?
1: <laughs> Caffeine addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, it was just like more habit. Like, it was something that I was so used to having, like, at my fingertips. Like, there's always a Tim Hortons. There's always a Starbucks. There's always, like, somewhere that I can go to, like, get that caffeine fix. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: especially, like, we were on campus, like, so often before that. And on campus, like, anywhere you look, there's coffee. That's just, like, what is that's like what they keep telling you like when you're in university they're like you need coffee all the time and it's more than that i was also like gonna be becoming like a mom soon and that's also like a thing like oh moms drink a lot of coffee and it was almost something that like the culture just here in general was like telling me like this is what people want this is what people need and this is what everyone's like asking me about and also me and Abdullah both used to work in cafes which Um, they were shut down during the pandemic, you know, everything closed, any indoor dining and whatnot. So we wanted to do something that was outdoors. We wanted to do something that was fun and creative and flexible around our schedules, knowing that nothing could stop us from working. Like we're our own boss in that situation and no government restrictions could say like, sorry, no, like you can't have people dining in at your restaurant because we're not a restaurant that you can even dine in at to begin with. Yeah, and
0: this sort of works really well because you're a seasonal business in some respect because you mm-hmm. are outdoor, um, but it also gives you that ability to sort of continue operating um, even when we had really strict restrictions um, mm-hmm. during the summers and, and other times of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, The
2: the flexibility was definitely like a big appeal to like why we started like the business and why we were so like interested like in investing in our business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like just being students, um, the summer is kind of the only time that we have completely free to just be working. And uh, like she said, like, I'd rather work for like my own personal business if I have a good business idea rather than work for somebody else really. And uh, I don't know, I think it's a good decision.
0: And what made you think it was a good decision? What was that point you said, okay, this problem is big enough because I would love coffee when I'm walking on the beach, and I think everyone else would um, because of those like social um, needs that we have and those things, those are patterns and routines that we're used to. And it wasn't available at this beach. At what point did you say, okay, this is a solid idea. How do we do this? And let's go do it.
1: We started thinking about our business a year before we even did anything to like move forward with the business. It was something that we talked about. We kind of were just like discussing it like figuratively and it's always been like a dream of mine and of his that I'd own like a cafe one day like a cute little Parisian style cafe and I'm like if I can't do that right now what's the next best thing and like what can we do that's like kind of similar and it just kind of like dip our toes in the water of what it is to be like a business owner and all the different aspects and things that come into play when you actually own a business, because it's a lot more work than I initially expected. I know it's a lot more work than Abdullah initially expected. There's so much that needs to go into it. And just, I don't know, having a small scale business, it really works for
2: us. And uh, it was hard to say, like, we did a lot of research, but it, it was hard to say, like, what the response would be for the business if people were even like looking for that business per se, because we're kind of, uh, we were limited in a way, um, because of like food like regulations, mm-hmm. we were only allowed to like serve like food like a certain way, like we had to like keg the coffee like it was, uh, it's a complicated process. It's not like as easy as that. And because of that, we really weren't sure what the response would be like. So we started operating in May 2021 and it was very cold that day. It wasn't even a nice day, but I remember as soon as we set up, we just had the first few customers line up just kind of out of interest. Mm-hmm. And from like that from that alone really, it kind of clicked in my head like, "Oh, like this is going to work out. This is like a good idea. People are going to be looking for this." Like we have a we have like a story. People are gonna want to support us, like as like a business and like as a part of Hamilton. And honestly, some of those like initial customers, like they just kept coming back through the summer just to say hello, just to check in on us. And uh, it almost felt like a small communi- community. And uh, I really appreciated like that environment and feeling.
0: That's great that you were able to say okay after a year of thinking about this. Um, doing lots of research and then just going for it before you actually went and go for it did you take sort of a poll with your family friends people in the area as part of your research to say would you be interested
1: more so with family and friends not so much people in the area again like it was lockdowns like we weren't like in touch with that many people like outside of our family and friends. So it's something we talked about a lot of our other friends, they also have businesses of their own that they were starting as a result of the pandemic. So it was almost like we formed like this little group and we'd like get together and just like talk business ideas and okay, like what are you going to be doing next? Like how should we pursue this? And it's been really nice to like know other people going through similar struggles, not exactly the same because like our businesses are drastically different. Um but it's nice to have other like-minded people to like talk to, and everyone was always super, super encouraging. And they were like, yeah, like you're young, why not try it out? Because worst case scenario, if it doesn't work in this city or if it doesn't work for this specific location, there's obviously a lot of other places that we could be trying. There's so much in the GTA in general, like, oh, Hamilton doesn't work out, maybe we could try Burlington, or there's so many other places that we could try if we wanted to, but Hamilton is where we live, this is home, and we tried it and it worked. And I don't know, we really, we really enjoy it. That's incredible
0: because I keep going back to the question in my head is how did you do this as students? And you know, where did you find the motivation and the time and you know to to bring this to life because you guys were also expecting a baby at the time. Mm-hmm. And those are big life changes. How, how did you put this into perspective and how did you start to structure a plan
1: um, to bring Ollie to life? Um, I'm not gonna lie. It was, well, it was just like so many different things happening. Like, as you mentioned, like we're students, like we were, he was working another job. Like we had our new baby, like a newborn. And we were like, okay, if we're gonna do it, like now's the time to do it. Like our son was only like three months old and it was around January and we were like, okay, if we're gonna do this for the summer, we need to start ordering things now. We need to apply for our licensing. We need to get our business license and all these different things had to happen. And finding the motivation for that was difficult. It was a lot of like talking and the fact that we were just home all the time, it gave us the opportunity to just like talk everything out so thoroughly before we made any decisions. Um, and if we didn't have the time to talk it out, we probably wouldn't have moved forward with it at all.
2: And as much planning as we did, like, I'd be lying if I said, like, I wasn't, like, hesitant. Like, not hesitant, but, uh, I didn't, like question it because like as you said there was like so much happening like i wasn't sure like oh is it going to be too much like are we going to be able to do this is it going to cost too much to like invest in the business in the business but honestly we have like a really great support system like around us from friends to family um like uh, like we're surrounded by great people and we're lucky to say that and um everyone was so encouraging and supported us like all the way through from like building, like, the actual cart, the actual, like, business ideas, and, uh, if it wasn't for, like, the support system and, like, the encouragement that we had, I don't think we'd be here today, because, uh, we went through, like, a lot of life changes.
0: Yeah, and that support system, I think every entrepreneur needs that, um, and whether they have it at the beginning or not, the goal is to build that system around you, because you are going to need help. Um, You can't do it all because we all only have 24 hours in a day and we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves because if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of the business, right? Mm -hmm. So something you touched on, Abdullah, was the funding aspect of it. And we know students are broke, um, students (laughs) are on ramen noodles. How did you make it work?
1: We worked a lot. (laughs) We had to just like work a lot to make it possible um and like not that we cut quarters but like we researched everything to make sure we were doing everything in the most affordable way because it's not like we had an unlimited amount of money and it's like okay we can buy the nicest cart out there on the market and what ended up happening was we ordered a cart that would have come pre-made and it was It was pretty expensive, like uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was like a pretty expensive cart and we ordered it. It was a pre-order and we should have got it delivered in April of 2021. So we would be ready to start working like the following summer. And they told us in the April that it was supposed to come. It was like two weeks late at that point. I was like, okay, where is the cart? Like, when are we gonna get it? When can we start working? And the company that we had ordered it from said, oh, sorry, that's not gonna happen. Um, We, they made it whatever happened they couldn't get us the cart in time they said we'll get it to you for the end of summer and we're like okay that puts our plans off well by a whole season a whole year of working and that just it doesn't really work for us so we had to cancel that and we were like okay so this is how much money we had budgeted out for the cart itself and now we're too late to get a pre-order in anywhere else to get a cart made so it was a matter of we need to do it ourselves um luckily my dad is a a handy person he knows power tools and whatnot so we were able to (laughs) go out and buy the materials needed and then it was a matter of abdullah and my dad stepping up to the plate and actually making our business and making the cart for us to be able to work and that saved us a lot of money so what i'd recommend to anyone looking to start their own business is whatever you can do yourself do it yourself don't always hire out don't get other people to do things for you if you can do it yourself you're going to save a lot of money if you have the time you should definitely go for it
2: and to add on that um like aside from like aside from making like smart like i guess business decisions and like what you invest uh like me personally i was coming out of high school like i was uh not a big spender obviously I didn't have a lot of money to spend but like the money that I did spend I didn't really like second guess myself I kind of uh I wasn't saving and uh when I met Emily that's kind of something that she taught me and like I'm really thankful for that because uh I think it's a really just like financial literacy at such a young age is like so important and a lot of university kids don't really think about that like uh, I know a lot of uh like people in university just like spend a lot of their money some like out of need which like I understand but uh others not so much like it's more like oh I have let's say like two thousand dollars from like university like funding let me spend it on this rather than put it towards something and like that like $1,000, $2,000 can make like a huge difference in like a business investment or even just like saving it for something else.
1: So if you've never heard of the summer company program here in Hamilton, it's offered by the city of Hamilton. And what they do is they connect students with mentors. So you put in an application, you give them your business idea, and they give you money to start your business, as well as so many different wonderful opportunities and different people to talk to about starting a business and they walk you through every single step of the way that you need to do like they connect you with different media marketing people and they go over your taxes and all of these things that you probably didn't think of just being a young person trying to start a business like they don't come to your mind you're like oh this should be simple i just need to get a cart and sell coffee but there's so many rules there's so many different laws and restrictions and things that you need to follow and summer company. Without them, we probably wouldn't have been able to get started. And we made so many good connections through that. That ended in the this past summer. And it's a year later, and I'm still talking to the mentors. And every business idea that I have, I run it by them first because I, I value their opinion a lot. And I think it also shows
0: um, sort of, you know, the initiatives that you took to find these opportunities um, that exist out there that a lot of people just don't know about. But sometimes you do have to sort of look beyond just the surface and just the ideas. And so hopefully the summer program is still happening and it probably yep. is through um, Hamilton Business Center. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So if that program's happening again, we'll definitely post a link to it. So any student that wants to participate in that program, um, they can take advantage of it because they have the opportunity to build a business like you. Yours, and you're mm-hmm. obviously really great. Um, great success story out of it, which is which is great to see.
2: Mm-hmm. whenever I get a hold of like any students I always tell them if you have any business I- if you have any business ideas then like the summer company is such a great place to start not only because mm-hmm. of the funding although like it doesn't hurt the funding is great but uh, the people that you meet and like all the connections you make are just so beneficial and even if you start a business and let's say you don't make any money you keep all the funding like you're not losing anything Mm-hmm. um which is like i think a big incentive for people yeah um uh, i just think it's a great program <laughs>
1: Also, while we're on the topic of different programs offered by the city of Hamilton, so there is Summer Company, which is just for students looking to do something in the summer, summer business, but they also have Starter Company, and that's for anybody that isn't a student, may not be working a full-time job. You apply with your business idea, they give you more funding than they give a student, and it's all the same different help. The training is a little more rigorous because it's for adults, and that's another really, really good program that they offer.
0: Wow. That's something we'll definitely link out to as well. And um, these are resources that, you know, me as a new founder of my company, I wasn't necessarily aware of these things either. So that's something we're definitely going to link out to to make sure that people are tapping into the resources that are available here in Hamilton um, Mm -hmm. for entrepreneurs. So we've talked a lot about the problem and how you got there and we've touched on some of the things you had to do, including building the cart yourself. Abdul, I want to dive into this more with you. (laughs) And as an engineering student, I have lots of friends that are engineers and, you know, they always have these grand ideas. They want to build things. They want to create. How did you take on this this new challenge of building a cart when your cart just wasn't going to come in time
2: I'll be when I first learned the cart wasn't going to come in time I was like oh like where this isn't happening is it uh, but then Emily kind of she like pushed me and pushed me and she's like there must be like a way that we can do this so I started thinking and we started like researching online and I I think the key was finding a good foundation for for the cart, and uh, once we researched and was, was able to find that, and we got like the actual dimensions and how much like weight it can like handle, uh, we kind of worked around like the dimensions like of those of like the we the, worked, base. Yeah. the base. Yeah, mm-hmm. we worked around the dimensions of the base, and uh, I used um, like CADing software on uh, on my computer to kind of work around those restraints and uh, how we could like design the cart not so much like the aesthetic portions just more like the functional portions like oh how much space do we need for the ice bin it's gonna go right here are we gonna have a drop-in ice bin or is it gonna kind of overlap at the top so honestly just like learning how to cad through school was just such a big benefit because before ordering any of the parts, we knew exactly how it was going to be and like what modifications we were going to need to do for like the base to actually make it work and functional for like our purpose. Because obviously when you have a cart, the main purpose isn't for it to serve coffee. So uh, like just by researching and finding the right parts that we'd need, we kind of knew exactly the dimensions that we'd need to cut and work with. And from there, uh, the design portion was really fun, actually. I enjoyed it.
0: Did you ever think, while in your engineering program, you would actually take those direct skills you were learning at that time and be able to apply them?
2: At times, I will say some of like the more theoretical things I questioned, but when you do a lot of the application things, like uh, things, let's say you learn something in lecture and then do a tutorial and a lab on it, you kind of see the actual like functionality of like some of the programs and some of uh, like the things you're learning. And there's like a full like course just based on like design and CADing, and that like course in specific was like very. I used like a lot of the skills I learned from that course in uh, like designing like the cart, uh, but I think just like with being in, a, in university, you hope to use like everything you learn from university. Realistically, in like the job market, I know that's not always the case, but I'm happy I was really able to use like this one specific skill of like designing and like engineering drawings and all that to to like something that's our own it feels very personal and i'm really like grateful to be able to use like the skills that i learned from school towards that yeah
0: that's that's really impressive and exciting because i know a lot of people do struggle not necessarily just in engineering programs but how do you take the theory that you're learning in school and applying it to the real world and that's often a challenge in you know, finding that fulfillment because everyone goes into school and in their programs with, you know, an idea of what I could be doing out of it. But the reality on the other end isn't necessarily always that. So it's really great to see that you are able to see the benefit of a lot of the things that you've learned, including this CAD program specifically, to actually apply it to your own business. That's that's impressive.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. To that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you don't have to add
0: anything. <laughs> um, so, when you were getting ready to go live and started to put communications out there to tell people what you were doing, tell me how that that process was for you and how you felt about it. Were you excited? Were you scared? I know we touched on it a little bit, knowing that. We don't know if people will actually interact with us.
1: Um, Marketing in general was one of our bigger issues because it was not something either of us were really familiar with, even when it came to like running an Instagram page, which sounds so simple, but it just wasn't something that we were used to. It was a hard schedule to keep up with. I know it was recommended to us that we post three times a week. And that just, it seemed like a lot. I was like, what am I gonna post about three times a week? And when we first started our business, we really didn't let anybody know that we were there. We were just, we popped up out of nowhere and there was no way that we let the community of Hamilton know that, okay, we're starting. And that's something that we're trying to do better on this year. We're in the process of working on a website. We're working with a website designer. Also through the city of Hamilton, they set us up with a website designer, Um so we're working with a website designer just so there's more ways that people could find us and know who we are and how we started without always having to have that conversation right there at the cart. Because it's often that people will come up to us and they're like, oh, we've never seen you here before. Like, what are you doing? And people think our business is nothing to do with coffee. We've had some people make some really bizarre suggestions to us because on our cart we have syrups because we do caramel lattes, we do vanilla, we do hazelnut, like we have a bunch of different flavored syrups so we could do flavored drinks. I've had people come up to me and say like, oh is this scented hand sanitizer? And I'm like, no please don't put that on your hands like you're gonna be very sticky like that is sugar please don't do that we've had other people come up to us because our business is Ollie's and we really we went with that we were like Ollie's let's do olive green and the logo for our business which is painted on our cart is done in olive green my sister painted it um right there and we've had people come into like oh are you selling like specialty like olive oil on the beach and i'm like no of course not that's not what we're doing different people thought that we were selling marijuana they were like oh is this like like do you have the stuff you're like you know i'm like no we're not selling weed (laughs) and it's crazy to me that anyone even thought that we were doing that because we have multiple big signs that say coffee so for anyone interested, yeah, it's like they're not even looking, or they see cold brew and they assume beer because it says cold brew coffee on it. That's the suggestion we get the most. They're like, oh, they see the taps that we pour like our um, coffees from, and they're like, oh, are you selling beer? Like, is this beer on the beach? That's so cool. I'm like, that would violate so many laws. <laughs> like, no,
0: <laughs> it sounds great though. Beer on the beach, like you it can't hate it. Business. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <would> <laughs>
2: I think uh, one thing I do want to add is that a reason why we like couldn't spread like what we were doing to like the biggest group is the fact that so neither of us are from uh Hamilton and uh, we don't have like the biggest like social circles. So uh just when we're spreading like kind of like the news I guess about our business and that we're starting a business, we didn't really have that like many people to like talk to. And although, like, the friends that we do have are great and they're very supportive, like, it's just not, like, as big of a network as somebody would have if they were, like, have been here and, like, born in Hamilton, maybe, like, even went to high school here. Because as is, just, like, if you went to high school here, that's, like, such, like, a huge, like, network. Yeah, you've
0: already got roots here.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I think that was one reason why we kind of struggled with just getting the word out there about, like, our business. And although, like, people could see us, they didn't necessarily know, like who we are and like what we sold
0: and how are you looking to tackle that challenge in clarifying to consumers you know we sell cold brew coffee and (laughs) not all the other things that they thought you were selling including you know scented hand sanitizer
1: I think that is an issue we're going to have for a while because it's hard to clarify. And we were actually asked by the city not to put like our signs up anymore. So we can't even have the signs that saying like, oh, we sell coffee um, up anymore. So we can only have our cart. They even asked that we don't have our menu up. So we're very very limited which is why we're looking to start doing more events and I've been reaching out to different event organizers and things here in Hamilton so we could start doing more like weddings and events like that because there's so many more limitations that were put on people working at the beach because there was a lot of vending competition and it was a consistent issue that like too many people were showing up too many vendors there's a rule in Hamilton that at any given park where vendors are allowed only three be present at a time Um, So we'd go, we'd be the first vendor there, and then four other people would show up and they'd say, okay, someone needs to leave. And then the police were involved and it was always an issue. So they were like, okay, how do we make this not an issue? Let's impose more rules, more regulations. And eventually like some vendors did have to leave. So we're, not going to not show up at the beach anymore. We still want to be there consistently, but we definitely need to aim our efforts more to private events and things like that. We worked a couple golf tournaments and those were so much fun working with different law firms. And there's so many other big fun events happening here in Hamilton. And we just want to get more involved with the community that way. So this is sort
0: of, you know, you came upon this great idea, you tested it, you loved it. But then here comes this, you know, regulatory body and they're trying to make sure you know everyone's sort of having a fear you know shot at the public here and this becomes a challenge for you and so you had to pivot and -hmm. you had to change you know how do we continue to do this you know very needed thing um in another way but take in your package and just putting a different wrapping paper and bow Mm -hmm. on it. What led you to that idea of doing more community, specific community-based events and even um, private events?
2: Yeah, so we really enjoyed working at the beach and we will be uh, working at like Confederation Beach Park in the future because uh, I don't know, it's almost like home uh but we are going to be expanding more into events just because um having to work with the city they're all really friendly but they have to work like within like their rules and there's also like the conservation uh it's not just the city it's also like the conservation in hamilton because uh confederation beach park is a conservation site Mm -hmm. so there's just like a lot of boundaries and rules um, that apply not only to us but like all the other food vendors so uh, at some points it just gets very competitive and like messy honestly so we're trying to kind of tailor our business more towards like events and well private events And in September last year, kind of unexpectedly, uh, we worked uh, a couple golfing events for uh, McLeish Orlando. They're a law firm in Toronto, and they were just so much fun. And from then, from there, we kind of uh, had like this idea. It's like, okay, we can either work every day at the beach and make that our goal and be out there for like 12 hours a day, seven days a week, which is completely exhausting. Like, Like, I've done it. Like, You burn out. And, like, with just with the sun, like, the tent helps because we have a tent set up, but the sun just, like, beats you down. It's, like, really exhausting. Just
0: sucks all your
1: energy. Right? Yeah. So I'm like,
2: Emily, if we can, like, just do, like, even one event, like, a week and, like, work the beach, like, just not as frequently, that would just be so much more, like, pleasant. It would be really nice. And I thought we could market ourselves more towards event because we can really go anywhere with like our setup, with our cart. Um, We're like a really compact setup. We have the benefit of even being able to go like indoors in some places Hmm. uh, because like our setup is just like really compact. And uh, I thought like we really have that benefit over some of like the competition. And uh, somebody could hire us in an event and we're relatively like inexpensive compared to like other like food vendor, other food vendors. Um, I thought we have like a real like benefit here. And if we market ourselves more towards like that audience, uh, I think there's like real potential and we'd have to work like just as hard, but we just need to work more on marketing and less like physical, like work of just like being out. And uh, that like was really appealing to us. And we hope to get like more events this year.
0: That's really exciting. And it's and it's great that you see yourself having a compact cart and being able to go anywhere and, you know, service these different events as sort of a unique value proposition for other people. And it's just like, no, you don't just need an ice cream truck or like a a food truck that serves burritos, you can get something that's alternative, more fun, and more people can probably take part in it and have that customization themselves, which is super, super cool. And going back to the beginning where your first problem was, the cart wasn't gonna be delivered on time. When you compare that cart to your cart now, would that still give you that same opportunity?
2: the cart that we were going to order was going to have like stainless steel like paneling so it would have been like more durable for sure
0: An industrial looking it, yeah.
2: it would have been very like industrial looking so mm-hmm. i think we honestly in having like built it with like wood it's almost like a, a benefit in that way because uh it does look uh, like pretty like rustic uh, you Bohemian. can de- you can definitely decorate it and like dress it up and uh that's kind of something we want to do because we haven't worked like any like weddings or like kind of we haven't worked any weddings or anything like that so we kind of want to as like a kind of a marketing campaign we want to like buy like accessories and things that we can kind of dress up the cart to kind of show like the potential that it could have at somebody's wedding. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like if you hire us, like it'll go with your wedding style. Because that does matter. Like people mm-hmm. people do care like what their wedding looks like.
1: Yeah, yeah. everything's about aesthetics when Absolutely. it comes to like your wedding day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I think having that like aesthetic appeal is going to be a big benefit for us.
0: That's really great to see, you know, you had this challenge And, you know, you had to figure out what you had to do to fix that. And now down the road, what you actually created opened up these new doors of opportunity that gives you the ability to jump into this new space because competition did play sort of a big role in terms of, having multiple vendors at Confederation Beach and also around the regulatory aspects. So it was great that you guys were able to have that foresight to say, hey, this is an opportunity. Um, Let's go get it. So is that the future for Ollie's? Where where are you going next? What are you doing next? So what can we expect this summer?
1: This summer, you can still expect us to be at Confederation. We're just also going to be Working like more events. Hopefully, um, that would be the dream. So we're gonna Probably stay pretty consistent to what we were doing last year. You know, it worked. It was fun. It was really enjoyable We just more likely won't be there every single day for 12 hours So we may just say okay Monday Tuesday Wednesday. Let's that's our break We need to not be working those days because it was very very overwhelming Again, like we have a young baby, so it was like, okay, we also need to have like working time. And there would be days where it'd be like the two of us and our baby hanging out at the beach all day, which is so much fun and like, well, amazing. We'd have friends just like stop by and visit us at the beach and make a day of it. But every single day it was very, very exhausting, but we still want to be there probably less often.
2: Uh, I'd say like the best way, I always tell this, the best way to check where we are, what we're doing is just to have us on Instagram and and before planning to like uh, dropping by is just to double check, make sure we're there because we Mm -hmm. have a schedule posted up or at least last season we had a schedule posted up of like kind of what times we were going to be there and like when we were going to be there. Uh, But I would... I hate when people like what like message and we're like, oh, we were expecting you here because I'm like, oh, like that sucks. People like wanted us to be there and we weren't there. Uh, so that's like the best way to check with us is just with Instagram and just making sure we're at a given location.
0: Amazing. And are you bringing on any new products that people can like look forward to and try outside of just the cold coffee, cold brew?
1: yeah so last year we were just like an all cold menu but we recently invested in a espresso machine so we'll be able to do like lattes cappuccinos a lot well hot drinks in general we'll be able to do and online we're going to be setting up like an online store through our website where we're going to be selling like Different coffee-related merchandise, like whether it be like coffee cups or little tote bags with fun little designs. Um, But all things that are very personal and unique to us. Um, Things that I'll be designing myself and I'm really, really excited about. But first, we're focusing on getting that website launched. And then other products will be coming later on in the summer.
0: And if someone wanted to book you for their wedding, the Mm -hmm. best place to reach You would be on your website or on Instagram,
1: social media? All of the above. Uh, We're checking everything constantly, so you can message us on Instagram through our email, which is also listed on our Instagram. I believe my phone number is listed on our Instagram. Like, There's so many different ways to contact us. Um, So whatever you're comfortable with, anyone that's interested in booking us for an event, they can reach us any which way they so desire.
0: (laughs) So this is all really exciting and I I loved hearing your story because it's so grassroots, it's so, you know, like in the mud, figuring it out, you know, working through challenges, also having really great foresight. And I commend both of you for being so resourceful. And I think that is such a a key factor of any sort of entrepreneur someone that has an idea and wants to see it come to life is you have to become resourceful and able to support your idea and build that community and you just didn't build a community of your family and friends that love what you're doing but you built a community of mentors and folks that you can tap into to help you grow your idea because They're going to always have a different perspective, and it's up to you to take it or leave it. But just having that different perspective can absolutely help you grow your business. And you're doing that. You're expanding into new territories. And I'm really excited to see what you have to offer um, in the future. And we'll definitely have to do some follow-up to see how the summer went, what you're still doing this summer. And I'll definitely be dropping by um, at Ollie's. Thank you. We look forward to it. Yeah,
2: and uh, I mean, thank you for having us here. It was really nice talking to you and Anna, if there's one thing I think people can take away from this is that if two students like us could do what we did, anybody could really do any like if you have a business idea, you just kind of got to try your best and do it. And uh, Given the right motivation, I think everyone is capable. And I think our motivation is, I mean, our son, we're very lucky to have him.
0: That's amazing. Any last words, Emily?
1: Um, None that I could think of, but following in Abella's footsteps, I just wanna say thank you so much for having us. It was honestly so great to connect with another business and community in Hamilton. I look forward to working with the Hamilton Hive in the future.
0: Amazing, and we can't wait to have you be part of our hive even more so (laughs) as we continue to, you know, buzz through the city, connecting businesses (laughs) and, um, and consumers who are looking for the businesses that we have on this podcast. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you so much, Emily and Abdullah. It has been a pleasure hearing your story. And if you wanna know more about Emily and Abdullah, Follow us on Instagram at Hamilton Hive, and we will drop all of Ollie's um, social media links, website, and all the details you need to book their cart for your private events. Or you can go check them out down at Confederation Park. And we look forward to having you support them, and we want to see how they grow. Huge thank you to you, our listeners, for tuning in every week to hear about our buzzworthy businesses. Don't forget to rate us on whatever platform you're listening and following us at, at Hamilton Hive on all of the social media platforms. But most importantly, we want to thank our team of dedicated volunteers who make this podcast possible on a weekly basis. So here we go. Cesar Cardania. Khalid Imam, James Clark, Trisha Ford, Rattri Toon, Hirsh Kumar Patel, Fernando Rodriguez, Yvette R., and yours truly, Shalesia Harris. Don't forget to tune in next Monday for a new episode of Buzzworthy.